everybody. Welcome to Two Minutes and Beyond, the podcast where we review the Toy Story movies two minutes at a time. I'm Macy Ball, and this is Bianca Garcia. Hello. Hello. In this episode, we're talking about minutes 51 and 52 of Toy Story. I'm very excited for this. This is like one of my most favorite scenes. <laughs> Just a couple of the, the best minutes in the movie. <laughs> yes, for sure. <laughs> Are you ready to start? I am. Okay. At the beginning of this clip, Hannah comes out of her room saying, What is it, Mom? While Woody hides next to the door in a pile of Christmas lights. As soon as she's gone, Woody runs over to Buzz and says, Buzz, hey, Buzz, are you okay? Buzz yells, Gone! <laughs> and sort of drunk- drunkenly says, It's all gone. All of it's gone. Bye-bye. Woo, see ya. Concerned, Woody asks, What happened to you? Buzz says, one minute you're defending the whole galaxy, and suddenly you find yourself sucking down Darjeeling with Marie Antoinette and her little sister. Hannah's two headless dolls wave at Woody. Woody picks up Buzz's arm and helps Buzz up, saying, I think you've had enough tea for today. Let's get you out of here, Buzz. Buzz suddenly gets angry and yells, don't you get it? You see the hat? I am Mrs. Nesbitt. It starts laughing like he's gone insane. Woody yells, snap out of it, Buzz. And he opens Buzz's helmet and slaps him with his own arm. <laughs> I love that Woody uses Buzz's <laughs> own arm to slap him. <laughs> Do you know where the idea from that uh, uh, for that came from? Oh, I don't. Please tell me. In the audio commentary, they talked about how um, it was actually inspired by the movie Commando, because apparently there's a behind-the-scenes story about how, um, because in the movie, someone's arm was, like, cut off with a machete, and behind the scenes, Arnold Schwarzenegger asked the director if he could use, like, the fake arm, like, the fake, the guy's, like, cut-off arm to slap him in, with his own <laughs> arm in his face. And, but the, they didn't end up, do, end up doing that because the director f- thought that was going too far. But I guess the guys at Pixar had heard that story and they wanted to incorporate it into their movie. That's pretty fantastic. And I'm pretty sure like once Arnold Schwarzenegger saw that, he was like, that was my idea. <laughs> <laughs> you think Arnold was... You think Arnold was sitting in the in the theater watching Toy Story? <laughs> you know, I would not be surprised if he was. <laughs> That's a funny image. It is, honestly, yeah. I also like that Buzz's head just squeaks. He's just got a squeaky little his, head. <laughs> his head squeaks again, just like in the fight scene earlier. Yes, it's great. I love that, and it should have stayed with all the movies, but <laughs> sadly it didn't. It doesn't happen again in any of the movies, does it? I don't think. I don't think so. I think it was just the first movie. Yeah. There's a lot in in this section that I didn't understand as a kid. I mean, I thought it was funny, but I was like, one, the Marie Antoinette joke went totally over my head. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and also, I didn't understand why Buzz was acting the way he was. <laughs> and I still don't, really, because it's like he was pretending to drink imaginary tea and that somehow made him drunk drinking his sorrows away <laughs> with imaginary tea 
with Marie Antoinette and her little sister. <laughs> I don't know how what he at the beginning what he manages to fit inside those Christmas lights. It's like know, I'm looking at it now. It's not too many. It's not like a huge pile of it, but apparently he fits. If he fits, he sits. I mean, I think there was some cheating going on with it right now. Because uh, I'm looking at so. it right now. And, like, it looks like his, like, just his head would really fit in there. Right. I feel like they did a whole lot of um, cropping of Woody's body to get mm-hmm. him to fit in those lights. Because I really don't think, like, the actual model would have fit in those lights. Yeah. I don't know. I think this is another one of the things that we have to add to the letter that we're going to send <laughs> with all of our questions. Mm-hmm. Tim Allen's performance here reminds me a lot of, it reminds me a lot of his performance in the Santa Claus 2, <laughs> where he plays the evil plastic Santa, who funnily enough is also a toy. It's just like complete, like a completely deranged, evil version of of Santa who wants to give all of the kids coal. I've never seen any of the Santa Claus movies, so <laughs> I really need to watch it now because that sounds like something so <laughs> messed up that I have to see it now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're not really that good. Well, the the, the third one is not in my opinion, is is not worth watching at all. But the first two are okay. I mean, I feel like I like them mostly for nostalgia reasons. Right, yeah. Because there's some movies that I like too, and I've rewatched them, and I'm like, oh, these have not aged well. But I mm-hmm. still love them because I remember watching them as a kid. Yeah. But Buzz just sounds deranged. <laughs> I also never knew as a kid what the heck Darjeeling was. Yes. Until much later when I actually started drinking tea for myself. And I was like, really? <laughs> yeah, that was another thing I didn't understand either. I, and I just like the way he says that line, too. He says, sucking down Darjeeling. <laughs> <laughs> I love how just angry he sounds at it, too. <laughs> Like, he's not satisfied with the Darjeeling. (laughs) He's just, like, staring into the cup. (laughs) Which, those cups must be tiny, by the way, to to be like, because they're, compared to Buzz, they're, like, a normal-sized cup. But, because he he can hold them normally in his hand. Right, yeah. I feel like they may be, like... Like a doll tea set? Yeah, like a doll tea set, like a Barbie tea cup, if not... Barbie, just like a a small standard, you know, doll cup. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, Are we ready to move on? I think so. (laughs) Okay. At 42 seconds, Buzz takes his arm from Woody and walks into the hallway saying, I'm sorry, you're right. I'm just a little depressed. That's all. I can get through this. And suddenly he drops down to his knees crying, oh, I'm a sham. Look at me. I can't even fly out the window. But Woody tries to shush him while he continues to ramble on, but gets an idea when Buzz mentions the window. He looks over into Sid's room and sees the window and says, Out the window, Buzz, you're a genius. He picks up the Christmas lights 
and says, come on, this way, and drags Buzz into Sid's room while Buzz cries, years of academy training wasted. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I love how dramatic Buzz is. And another thing that I say whenever something bad happens, I'm just like, oh, I'm a sham. (laughs) (laughs) Also, the way he's just like, one second, he's like, I can, um, what does he say? All right, you're right. I'm just a little depressed. I can get through this. And then all of a sudden, he's like, oh, I'm <laughs> he <breaks> down again. <laughs> relatable. Oh, my God. That's very relatable. That, uh, you know, I feel like I'm going to be like that, too, coming up with these upcoming semesters. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, but, yeah, there's a reason that the years of academy training wasted has become a meme. Yes. It's so funny. It's hilarious. I love it. I think it's especially funny, too, because, you know, Buzz, despite the fact that he's delusional, he's been the one who's, like, calm and put together, you know? Yeah. And what he's the one who freaks out about everything. (laughs) And he's finally just at his mental capacity, so he has a mental breakdown. (laughs) I mean, I can't really blame him, though, when you find out you thought you were a space ranger this whole time and you find out you're actually just a little plastic toy. Yeah. I feel like that would really crush anybody's spirit. Yeah. (laughs) What he asked, what he's like, does the hat look good? Tell me the hat (laughs) looks good. good. (laughs) The apron is a bit much. (laughs) I like that. I still, you know, I, I think I said it in the past um, episode, but I like that the hat's on his <laughs> helmet and not actually, of his actual on, head. Yeah, actually on his head. <laughs> yeah. That was a fun design choice of the team. Mm-hmm. And of Hannah. <laughs> maybe she didn't know that you could open his helmet. Oh, maybe. That is a possibility. Yeah. I just, I feel this is kind of going back where we, we already passed this already, but I I just, I feel bad for Hannah's headless dolls. Also, the mutant toys put um, Sally and the pterodactyl back together. Why don't they put like her, her two, you know, Marie Antoinette and her little sister and and the teddy bear. Why didn't they put them back together? I don't know. Maybe once they got to Hannah's room, they're like, oh, well. Maybe their heads were, like, lost or just destroyed or something. Maybe Scud got a hold of the heads, so they didn't really have a choice. So they're like, oh, well, you're headless now. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Also, I'm bringing this up again, but I absolutely hate Hannah's (laughs) bedsheets. They honestly look like the little paper streamers that you get from, like, the dollar store or the grocery store just to hang. And they're kind of, like, scrunchy like that. Her sheets look scrunchy. I feel like she makes so much noise at night just tossing and turning on scrunchy bed sheets. (laughs) They look like, like, decorative paper tablecloths or napkins. Yeah. I mean, the family can't be that poor. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) 
I feel like they probably don't make enough money. Like maybe they're a lower class family. Maybe. And that's why Sid's the way he is. And Hannah's just got headless toys. <laughs> and she's got scrunchy bed sheets. Because they don't have enough money to afford actual bed sheets for their poor child. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Poor Hannah. I know, I feel bad for her because she seems like the only decent child in the entire family. She seems like the only decent person. <laughs> I I think I mentioned this in a previous episode, but I guess I'll mention it again. Um, when Woody looks like over into Sid's room um, as, as Buzz is talking about flying out the window and he sees Sid's window... And then through that window, you can see Andy's window and you can see it. You can even see just barely like the cloud wallpaper. Oh, that's right. You did mention that. I, again, did not look for that. <laughs> I told myself the next time I watch the clip to pay <laughs> attention for that. And did I? No, I did not. <laughs> <laughs> I just like, I mean... It makes sense that it would be there. I it, I just like that little detail. Yeah, that they detailed it that much and didn't just make it like a reflection on the window or something. They actually put it to where you could see inside the house. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, moving on. At 1 minute 10 seconds, we cut to Andy's room where Mr. Potato Head and Ham are playing Battleship. Potato Head says, B3. Ham, who is wearing Potato Head's bowler hat, says, Miss G6, Potato Head says, oh, you suck it. Are you peeking? And Ham responds, oh, quit your whining and pay up. And Mr. Potato Head starts to pull his ear out, but Ham says, no, no, not the ear. Give me the nose. Come on. Potato Head pulls his nose out instead and says, I'm going to do this with my with my nose pinched. <laughs> he says, how about three out of five? <laughs> <laughs> If you look uh, at the game of Battleship that they're playing, this is one of my favorite details in this movie. Potato Head has selected like um, all of the all of the spots except where Ham's ships are, and then yeah. he's grouped all of his ships into one little clump. <laughs> he doesn't know how to play the game, obviously. <laughs> I'm like in the next clip he said he says um have you all did you all take stupid pills this morning and I'm like I think maybe <laughs> you took some, some stupid pills <laughs> oh, gosh. oh my gosh and that's very like on point and very on character for Mr. Potato <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he's the kind of guy who thinks he's like very smart and he thinks he knows everything and he acts like he knows everything, but in reality, he's he's not exactly the brightest person. <laughs> Which, there's a lot of people like that in the world today. <laughs> I mean, I'm like that sometimes, to be frank. <laughs> I think everybody is, because I've done that too, where I'm like, I know what I'm doing, you don't have to tell me, and then it just all blows up in my face. I'm like, why do I have to open my mouth? <laughs> <laughs> I like that they're playing... Some form of strip battleship. I know. I was about to say that because, yeah, you can do that with Mr. Potato Head, but what, 
how do you do it with ham? He's just got his little cork. Does he just take his cork out and take out change? Each time? Well, that's what I was wondering. I was thinking maybe maybe he gives them coins or something. But then what does Potato Head do with the coins? Exactly. He can't. He doesn't. He, he can't go to the store and spend money. Exactly. I was gonna say he doesn't have a need for the money because he's a toy. He doesn't need to go buy anything. And you know, come to think of it, like. I was going to say, why does Ham need the money? But he's the piggy bank. <laughs> well, he Ham doesn't get the money. The he money. gets potato heads. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's Andy's money. Um, but with Ham wearing Mr. Potato Head's bowler hat is kind of foreshadowing, I guess, to um, evil Dr. Porkchop. Yeah. I like that. It fits him perfectly. Like, yeah. it just sits so well on his little piggy head. I would like to know if they had to, if when Ham wears it, if it if they had to have a different model for that to make it fit on his head, or if it's the same, like the exact same model. Oh yeah, maybe. It looks like it could be the same. Yeah, it looks like it sits pretty well. The only thing is maybe, um, like at a certain angle, maybe the hat would cut into ham a little bit just because of mm. it's sitting on there and then his little body just kind of rounds well i right think that's why he wears it he wears it over kind one of, of his ears like on the side yeah that's probably why they did that i don't know mm-hmm. who knows yet another question to send <laughs> <laughs> so many questions i have plenty of questions <laughs> moving on at 1 minute 23 seconds, Woody opens Sid's bedroom window and yells, Hey, guys, guys! Ham and Mr. Potato Head look shocked to see him. Potato Head says, Son of a building block, it's Woody! <laughs> and Ham says, He's in the psycho's bedroom. Ham yells, Everyone, it's Woody! And Bo, Slinky, and Rex come over to the window to see. Woody says, We're gonna get out of here, Buzz! Buzz? And then he looks over to see Buzz sitting on the floor playing with his detached arm like it's a spaceship and pretending to crash it into the ground. His attention is brought back to Andy's window when Rex says, Hey, look! And Bo exclaims, Woody! He get, he waves and says, Oh boy, am I glad to see you guys. Slinky says, I knew you'd come back, Woody. And Bo asks, What are you doing over there? Woody answers, It's a long story, Bo. I'll explain later. And he says, Here, catch this. And he throws one end of the string of Christmas lights. Slinky catches it and says, I got it, Woody. And Rex repeats, He got it, Woody. Woody says, Good going, Slink. And then that's where the clip ends. I like how Buzz, who didn't think he was a toy, starts playing with his arm like a toy. <laughs> mm-hmm. A toy playing with a toy. Toyception. <laughs> I love all of, like the toyisms that pop up throughout all the movies and uh including Son of a Building Block. Yes. <laughs> it reminds me of Toy Story 4 when when Woody says shoots and ladders. Yeah. <laughs> I like how they use that just because you would think like somewhere along the line they've heard a swear word <laughs> but they make it I don't know, either personalized to them or because their toys are like, we got to keep it G rated. So Woody strikes me as the type of person who wouldn't swear around other people. 
but he would swear like in private. Yeah, because like at the beginning of the movie, he says the word I'm searching for. I can't <laughs> say because there's preschool toys present. <laughs> yeah, um, but maybe that's why that's why he he says things like shoots and ladders instead. Maybe. You know, I bet you anything, Woody is like one of the most foul-mouthed toys. <laughs> I think in the comic books, he says, what does he say? He, sh- he says, shoot my pistols. Shoot my pistols. <laughs> that one sounds a little more like it would be used as like a bad word, but. Yeah. Well, it has the word shoot in it. Yeah. Which I guess shoots and ladders does too, but it's different. It's a different, different kind of different spelling. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's more that one. Shoot my pistols is more of a cowboy thing. I feel like than a toy thing. Yeah, that's more of like his signature, like like something that he might say with his pull string. Hmm. Also, I didn't think those lights were that long. I really feel like those lights should have been. Maybe like halfway and they would have just fallen because when he's carrying them, it doesn't look like there's many. Yeah. And then when he tosses them, it's like 10 miles long. I'm like, what the heck? (laughs) I don't know why, but that sort of mental picture of, you know, Woody in one house on the other side, looking through the window and then the other toys in the other house on the other side and then like the Christmas, the string of Christmas lights between them. Something that like always, um, I don't know. I guess it kind of made a, an impression on me for some reason because I had like similar, uh, s- sort of similar mental pictures like show up in my like dreams occasionally as a kid. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I remember being at the theaters and this scene, I was so distressed, and my mom saw the distress in my face and she was like, don't worry, Woody's gonna get back home. And I just Aww. looked at her and I was like, you've seen this movie? <laughs> <laughs> and my mom was just like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't understand the concept of it being a stereotypical plot. <laughs> that like how narrative end, works. <laughs> yes, I did not understand that at five years old. So I was just, and I said it really loud too in the theater. <laughs> That's funny. I think I remember you talking about that somewhere before. Yeah, I think I made a post of it on Tumblr because I remembered it. And I was like, oh, I was such a dumb little kid. But <laughs> <laughs> most so five-year-olds you don't were... understand that concept. <laughs> that's that's really sweet that you were worried about Woody, though. I w- yes, I was very distressed. I had him right next to me, and I was all, like, holding him to the point where his head was going to fall off. And my mom was like, calm down. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, the way they all get so excited, or at least like Slinky and Rex and Bo, the way they all get so excited when when they realize that Woody's at the window is super cute. It is cute. Like, even though they were mad at him, they, they, they're they still friends. So, like, when they hear, like, he's okay, they're like, oh, great, let's go save him. Like, everybody was on board until Mr. Potato Head said something. Well, yeah, and those were, like, Slinky, Rex, and... And Bo were kind of the three, I mean, 
Rex didn't really want to be on either side, but they were <laughs> at least Slinky, Slinky and Bo were kind of the ones who were like, you know, when everyone else was accusing him of murder and threatening to hang him, you know, he they were the ones who were like defending him. Right. Yeah. And that's like, I feel like those are maybe like his closest friends. Like out of all the toys, those are probably the three that he talks to the most. I mean, I would hope he talks to his girlfriend a lot. <laughs> I should hope so, too. I hope he's not just like once a week, oh, hey, Bo. <laughs> Especially since they live in the same bedroom. I know. <laughs> I would be so offended. Like, if he just saw her and walked the other way. <laughs> just ghosting her in Andy's room. <laughs> Gosh. But Slinky, Slinky, like, perks up and starts wagging his tail. Slinky's too wholesome. I know. In the next, in the next clip, um, when Woody brings out Buzz's arm, (laughs) the way Slinky uh, like just perks up and get and again gets so excited, but it's just so funny. Yeah, he's stereotypical dog. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like, oh, it's my person. I know. Our dogs do that, too. We could go outside for, like, five minutes and then come back in, and they're tap dancing, they're wagging their whole body, and we're like, we were just outside for five minutes. They're like, I know, but you were gone. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny, but it's also, I guess, kind of sad the way um, Buzz, like, makes his arm crash, almost like, you know, he did when he tried to fly. (laughs) That's sad. He's it's coping. like he's playing out what happened to him. <laughs> That's a, a very bad coping mechanism. <laughs> Poor Buzz. I know. This is like way past where uh, where we're at right now. But in fact, it's the very beginning of the clip. But I wanted to talk about I wanted to talk, to talk about Hannah's outfit. Because she dresses exactly the way I did at around her age, like probably like eight or nine. Yeah, me too. That was like the height of that fashion. (laughs) And we were all subjected to it (laughs) as children. Well, I was that age around like 2004, 2005, and I 10 years later, and I was still dressing like that. (laughs) Yeah. And it's funny because, you know, I was just at Old Navy today and I was looking at stuff for my niece and they still have stuff like that. Like all the little leggings they had, they had like little short leggings. Little like shorts with the shorts with flowers. Like she's got a pink shirt with a flower on it. Uh, Like the white, white tennis shoes and in pink, pink socks that are all the way. They're not rolled down all the way up. And it never failed. They were always like the frilly socks too. Like I had half of my wardrobe was just frilly socks. I'm like, why do I have all these socks? They're horrible. Hers aren't frilly, but she's still wearing them all the way up. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like just that, you know, everything has a flower on it. It was like peak, you know, eight to 10 year old girl fashion for like, around that time and and later when i was when i was that age yeah it's it was something that like 
from the early 90s all the way to about like I'd say about 2007 was when I saw it like kind of starting to slow down but Mm -hmm. everything had like not so much flower power but everybody was like oh yeah flowers for little girls because (laughs) they need flowers Yeah, everything had flowers on it, Every, and everything was, like, pink, purple, and blue. Yes, and you know what? I love all three of those colors, still. <laughs> <laughs> and then right after that, uh, the first time I watched this clip, I happened to pause, like, right as Woody was running into the bedroom, and it looked like... <laughs> he was doing some kind of long jump. Like, his legs are so... Just in complete opposite directions of each other, and he's like in midair. And I'm I like, love is this the fluidity the of him. He's so <laughs> fluid and floppy. Like he he defies the laws of physics. <laughs> he just he just kind of bounces when he runs. Almost he does. He really does. I love it. And, and his legs and arms just flail everywhere. <laughs> Whoever like a ragdoll. Yeah, whoever decided to make the ragdoll as squiggly as possible, thank you, because that is, like, one of the best attributes of Toy Story is just how floppy Woody is. Mm-hmm. It's so great. It really is. I love it. <laughs> what was one of the other things we were going to talk about? Oh, gosh. What were we going to talk about? Oh, Buzz being atmosphere drunk. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, we kind of mentioned it before. I feel like with the whole trauma that he just went through and like I was explaining while we had it paused, like when you go to concerts and people are like a little bit tipsy, but because of the whole atmosphere and the environment, they start acting way more drunk than what they actually are. That's what being atmosphere drunk is. And I hate sitting next to those people. Those people are the worst people to sit next to. (laughs) (laughs) And then I was thinking too, like, maybe just uh, sit or say Hannah playing with them, like playing as a tea party, kind of got him in that mindset like you're talking about. But like, it's just tea. (laughs) I mean, it's imaginary tea, but it's just tea. It's not even like liquid in there. It's just pretend. <laughs> Hypothetical tea. And no none of the other toys are none of the other headless dolls are acting weird. I mean they don't have a mouth to drink with, so they're not really drinking. <laughs> but yeah. even then, like you said earlier, Buzz's helmet is closed, so he's not even drinking anything either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I th- I think it's just to be funny, but even like what he plays in, or not really plays. I guess he's. What am I trying to say? What he is like. Here, love. He, he treats Buzz the way you like treat the way you like help a, a drunk person. You know. Yeah. He like, helps him up. Tries to <laughs> tries to like walk with him. He's like, I think you've had enough tea for today. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I feel like Woody is, um, I know the meme wasn't around at that time, but the one where it's the old person saying like, back in my day, we would do this and that. And it's a grandkid like, sure, grandpa, whatever. 
just the way he's holding him up. Yes, he's treating him like a like a psychiatric patient or something. <laughs> <laughs> While Buzz is just rambling on about being Mrs. Nesbitt. Yes. Oh my gosh. I that- just like, sure, whatever. <laughs> well, I mean, before he tells him to snap out of it. Yeah. I mean, I would probably be feeling the same way if I had just fallen down a stairwell and got stepped on and dressed up and now I'm at a tea party. (laughs) (laughs) Tim Allen's performance is really great, too. I mean, it's probably not too much of a stretch to say that he was drawing on personal experience. (laughs) He probably was. I would not doubt it at all. He's he's a pretty well character. I love Tim Allen. Well, do you have anything else to say? I really don't. (laughs) I don't think I do either. So we can just end it here. All righty. Thanks for listening, everyone. Be sure to follow our Facebook and Twitter accounts and send us an email if you have any thoughts, comments, questions, or concerns. And if you enjoy the podcast, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. See you next time. Bye. Bye.